Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name is Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. Today we hear from YLE's Yamo Lampella, NRK's Ivan Kohn, TV4 Sweden's Josephine Tenglad and TV2 Denmark's Katrine Vogelsang about how Nordic broadcasters are shifting their focus to streaming in response to competition from overseas players as part of C21's Content Nordics On Demand. C21's Content Nordics On Demand got underway online last week, a virtual event exploring the TV production, broadcast, streaming and distribution sectors across the region through a series of one-on-one interviews, panel discussions and programme premieres. Drama commissioners from broadcasters across the region revealed how their attentions are turning towards their own streaming services in the face of competition from overseas players and discussed their international ambitions versus local content needs. Jarmo Lampella, head of drama at Finland's YLE, Eva Kohn, drama chief at Norway's NRK, Josephine Tengblad, head of drama at Sweden's TV4 and Seymour, and TV2 Denmark head of fiction Katrine Vogelsang spoke to Michael Pickard. So hello, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's been you know great to have you all as part of Content Nordics On Demand. Yamo, let, let's just start with you. Considering it's, it's been a, an interesting year for, for everyone and, and everyone is still going through it in the industry uh, at various stages and, and obviously various implications of the pandemic. How, how are you? How are, how are Wiley at this moment? At this moment, I think we are quite close to normal. But like a, a year ago in, in mid-March, we faced a situation on the, on the same day. I was kind of for stopping for TV series productions and like seven pending audio drama productions. So it was complete kind of a close down for, for our content development for only for two days. And then we started kind of a production which was published in Instagram called Social Distancing. And it was made by by phone, iPhone 11. And we managed to publish a six episode short form series two weeks after the pan- pandemic started heavily in Finland. And I think all the productions, they restarted during the, during the summer. And, and we started three pro- projects in, in August and September. And I think we have been able to finalize the productions in very, very few cases of, of COVID and, and kind of for people waiting for having the test results. And this brings, we are starting now two productions on next week. And, and in Finland, the situation with pandemic seems to be quite calm and steady at the moment. And, and how has um, maybe, what have been some of the trends that you've seen over the last year in terms of maybe people moving to streaming platforms or maybe some of the shows that people have been drawn to how has that affected your plans forward for our plans it hasn't been affecting so much but i think like during the last two years the number of productions has been increasing heavily in finland like or in five years ago in Finland, I think we were producing eight to 10 TV series a year for all of the media players, like the public channel and commercial channels. And now we are in our month of 30, 32 series produced this year. So I think the industry is very active and, and I think there's a lot variety for within the productions, the genres and, and, 
production companies and talents they are looking for commercial partners or SVOD partners in early stages of productions, which is good. And so, so Ivor uh, NRK, how are things in Norway, and and how um, have you started the year in terms of your your original strategy? What what's um, kind of front and center for you at the moment? Well, uh, it's it's uh, quite good in Norway just now. Uh, we produce uh, well, not more than ever, but on a high level of uh, quantity, uh, about twenty shows a year. Uh, we use a lot of money for it and, and drama, and and uh, we got good uh, response from our audience and and also international. The, the best thing just uh, this uh, last month was that it was an article in in a Danish newspaper saying that well, no, it's the Norwegian is uh, leading. Is the Norwegian leading on before Denmark? That uh, that was a, a good a good newspaper <laughs> page for us because we've always been on and still are the little brother in in the Nordic uh, drama society. So and uh, looking up to Denmark, in, especially in Denmark in Sweden. But um, I, in a way, I'm agree with uh, with the journalist in Denmark that the Norway is now stepping up in the higher league of uh, of production. So we have um, uh, also just have um, uh, had a, a premiere on uh, on uh, a second season of uh, our show called Exit, uh, which is about uh, financing guys in Oslo and, uh, and their behavior or not behavior or whatever. But that has been uh, extremely popular. It's the average viewing is 1.8 million of the Norwegian audience has has seen it by an audience of five million people population of five million people so that's extremely high and and the strange things or the good things of this is that uh, 1.5 million of this 1.78 million has seen it on the streaming platform which shows that this this is the new uh, the, the strategy that we have had for some years to put on the streaming platform as our first priority platform uh, knows really shows that that's the way the, the audience is uh, is moving on so I think our streaming platform has uh, increasing 40% every year with with the audience and sometimes of the year also bigger than uh, or, or, the, or Netflix that's just the, it's the really big streaming platforms in the Nordic and, and that's good news for drama because drama is is one of the most important entrants to the streaming platforms so we have uh, done a lot of effort to have drama into it and and it's been a good good rate of success for Norwegian dramas not only made by NIK but also made by other production companies and so Ivor you, you mentioned that uh, you know Norwegian <laughs> yeah. drama is, is now overtaking Danish drama perhaps uh, certainly in the newspaper reports and uh, certainly from my anecdotal evidence that um, you know Norwegian drama is, is very much highly thought of at the moment I mean what, what has changed uh, NRK or generally in the industry you think that's given Norwegian drama a push to kind of bring it up to those higher levels well I see it's a lot of things that co- comes together on the same time we, we started for 15 years ago uh, to try to to merge the, the little industry we had in Norway to cooperate and have common goal and so on so we started to, to work with drama as something common or, or between all the TV channels and between the film and TV milieu or industry mm-hmm. so so that's that was a early start 
saying that we wanted to be good in drama. We wanted to to, to have uh, high ambitions. Uh, and then we got some shows like Lilyhammer and also uh, and later on also Scum that that in some way ended up with being being very uh, successful and changed our kind of or did understand we did understand that well we we have possibilities here to also to reach our ambitions. And we had one show that really won the, the International Emmy Award for Best Drama, so we reached that goal. So that was some, the ambitions. But and at the same time, we got more money into it. it we doubled the budget in, in at NIK for drama because of the streaming. And we started thinking about the streaming as the number one platform. And streaming meaning also that we, we covered uh, secured the rights for streaming. But streaming is also more challenging to, in in thinking about the audience because because we, we went from a traditional drama on the linear where you had a repertoire you showed the people and people was watching what you show them they maybe change a channel but you they they, they get them a new and they, and they was looking at it but for uh, streaming you need you need people to really pick it you need them to select between thousands of very good shows from a lot of uh, streaming uh, platforms so so uh, it it sharpened the way we th- we think about drama we we needed to step up actually to to be uh, selected and then exit is a kind of example on something that we th- think about is is very important for us as at least is, is to have something quite, quite local of course to tell tori- stories about us and and from us and, and by us but also to try to reach the, the quality of the show that which is the quality of this that kind of show saying that where the actors and the scripts and 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 the story like like a show but also add a kind of uniqueness into it that you don't expect a public broadcaster should do in some way so when we do that have a high quality on the on the technical and the, and the stuff and the thing and also have a, a uniqueness that people was shocked that in some way that is this is this possible for for brokers but then you then you really widen your audience uh, and and that's the that's the way we're thinking of trying to do with all the projects that we have to to have the high quality that's number one but also to try to bring in the unexpected uniqueness uh, to do something else and that's right. and if we'll succeed with that we yeah manage. right and, and Katrina is, is listening to this in, in Denmark and thinking, right, you know, I need to get back on top. <laughs> Katrina, how are things, um, you know, with you at, at TV2? And I've seen sort of reports, you know, early in the year, I guess, from from when you've spoken before about doubling the slate and and really having more of a streamer focus as well, you know, for TV2 play. I mean, what what are you, where are you at at the moment in terms of your own plans and, and how are you going to win back the, the Nordic crown, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure we can do that. I think Eva and his team is doing a brilliant job in Norway. I was at DR when you went visiting and there was this weird flock of Norwegian who wants to win an Emmy and the, us at DR were laughing at you and now see where we went. And I agree with the interview in the or the newspaper. I think you're doing brilliant. At TV2, uh, we're doing quite good. We have like a similar situation as in Finland that we haven't been that uh, affected on the COVID on the production. And it turns out that TV2 had the best year last year and we are a commercial public service broadcaster so we need to earn our money but we're still a public service broadcaster so it's a little bit in between uh, the rest of you but one of the problem is that people are, are cutting their cables as everywhere else so and there's a kind of a certain level where if we go below that we cannot claim that we're a public service broadcaster anymore if we're not uh, having anything for the public and the public is too small so that's kind of the situation we're looking at and therefore we have a, a like uh, like most of us at the moment have a very strong focus on the TV2 
play. And it works as both an export service and also uh, the linear channel is uh, a, a, you're able to watch them there. And it's actually half of the viewers on TV2 Play is on the linear channel, just digital. So we're still uh, taking very much care of our channels because we can see that they work also uh, digital. So I'm kind of working double. The first thing is to have uh, drama all year round for, for the player, but they also have the mirroring channel where they are belonging. So that's the way we're working at, uh, at TV2. I'm now coming to, to Josephine uh, from TV4 and, and Seymour in, in Sweden. You obviously, um, perhaps more than all four of you have, um, you know, that dual role with, um, you know, a linear broadcaster and, and a, a paid for streaming platform. So you're kind of splitting your duties. I mean, how how are you splitting your duties? Where is your focus at the moment? And, and, and how are you kind of doing that in the current climate? I mean, as you said, the focus is on both platforms. And uh, I think the big difference, if we look at the year, that the crazy year that we have been through, um, both TV4 and Seymour increased by 40% and are both unscripted and scripted on linear has also been figures that we could only dream about a year ago. So it's been <laughs> crazy. It's been a crazy year, but also a fantastic year if you look at the, the figures. And um, But what, what is different is that we are looking more and more into separating the worlds. Uh, we're looking into Seymour and building that. Having something for everyone is more important than ever. And But also also, I have to find project that works on both platforms, but now I'm doing more specific Seymour um, uh, productions. And that, of course, uh, is making it more able to uh, to have different genres and um, more younger talents, more unique voices. Um, I mean, we're doing more and more. And, and it's easy to forget, but in 2015, uh, we had one drama series every second year. <laughs> I mean, now we have 16 series um next year so i mean that's crazy and i think um but it's 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 challenging in so many ways i guess we're going to talk about that um but yeah so i think um having a, a strong position now but uh, a, a big challenge of course how to um to keep the the, the SWOT world uh, make, make it um to get more sub subscribers i think that's the, the biggest uh, challenge you mentioned there are lots of challenges facing you at the moment and and you've all kind of picked up on the streaming wars that I guess are, are ongoing and, and building because, uh, you know, and as we record today, Netflix have announced they're, they're opening an office in, in Sweden for the first time. So mm. they're, they're planting their kind of uh, position in, in the Nordics firmly and, and well and truly. I mean, just for you as, I guess, working with Seymour particularly, how are these, how is that increased competition from not just Netflix, but HBO and, and the other streaming platforms in the region affecting the choices you make and, and how you develop new projects? Um, well, let's start with development. I I think we are. We have um, uh, we have a bigger team in our development team, uh, so we're working closer to the projects and being able to support the talents even more. Uh, being quick in understanding the vision of it, and also we need to be able to pay more, faster, be quick, uh, and we need to find unique voices in a new way. And I think um, it is difficult because every every I mean it's a small industry and everybody has so much work when it comes to the talent and we need them not to be not to hurry too much because we have to secure quality and I think 
that is a big, big challenge right now because people have so much to pick from and so much. I mean, it's like having all the candy you would ever dream of and you want to eat everything on the same time at the same time. And that's a big problem. And I think we need to to help and support uh, the, the talents. So that's really important. But also we're looking more and more into young talents. We need to find new. Um, and we are doing, I mean, we're doing family now, young adult, teens. Uh, we, we, we're actually moving into all different audiences and audience groups. So we want Seymour to be something for everybody. And that's new. And I think um, we've done things in a certain way and that's changing fast. Mm, absolutely. Katrine, do you kind of recognize those same challenges in terms of just having to be quicker, but then also not wanting to sacrifice the talent, uh, the quality of the, the productions maybe? Yeah. And I think it's actually one of our best uh, selling points to the talent that if they do a show at TV2, it's a good show where they can have one uh, through Netflix, maybe much faster than they can do here, but they don't have the time to develop it in a way where they, they make fantastic quality. So I think it's one of the uh, the way to keep the talent staying at the local uh, at the local storytelling, um, trying to do that. Um, so we do exactly the same as Josephine, I would say, um, being faster, being more people to handle it and be more picky about what project we're choosing and what talent we choose because there's lack of talent. So we need also to be very clever at the broadcast level to not um, make them spend time on a project we don't believe in. Mm-hmm. And beforehand in, in Denmark, the industry was so small that there's tendency to keep a lot of project and development to have an industry. And that has changed. We have to spend all the talent's time right to get the best quality and that's very new and we need to change the mindset very fast and so does the talent they also need to be more picky of what they're saying yes and no to so they're not stretching the talent over too many projects and then the quality will fall um fall apart slowly so that's that's kind of the the main thing we're looking at at the moment and that's interesting i just want to add one thing because it's the same with us we have fewer projects Mm. now and we put everything so that also the talent feel that this really has a, a, a possibility to become something because it, that's uh, yeah that uh, just just the same as Katrina. yeah yeah and that's, I guess that's a not just um you know fewer projects but it's it's the fact that you're committing to those projects so the talent know that they have a home with you and and yeah. something's moving forward it, you're not just a project on a slate that you know may or may not happen at some point you're committed to those quite early it's, on then yeah more and projects but for but but less uh we start less we develop less that we don't really really believe in and that is super important I think for yeah yeah. those those pictures and, must be really important in those first meetings yeah. <laughs> yeah and at the same time i think it's very inspiring to hear either talk about being bold in what we're choosing it's so easy to say but so hard to do and and one of the things i think we we need in a where Netflix is coming and other big streaming services have been there for some while. It's to not start being scared and not trying to figure it out too much, but really stick to good storytelling and at the heart of what a Danish story is for for the Danish audience. I think it's very important not to try to copy them anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And and Yamo and, and Iva from from public broadcasters. I mean, is it must be a very different kind of relationship or a, a different challenge that you have perhaps with streaming platforms because you have a different remit. I mean, Yamo, how are you facing up to those challenges? Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, we have the same same kind of a challenge with the talents and the industry because I think if if Norway is like a little brother of Denmark and Sweden, so we are kind of a second cousin from Far East. So the industry is like a half the size of, of the Swedish or, or I don't know, even, even that big. 
So of course we have to be active in the early development state, and I think the situation is pretty same than with Josephine. That we, when we kind of find the need for the certain customership, like a young audience, and we're trying to find the talents for doing something for that audience. So it's like we are not only receiving the projects from the proposals, so we have to be active in in kind of finding right talents for the right customership. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like active commissioning in early early development state. Also, it's like a half and half. And and of course, <clears throat> like Eva said. We have to have kind of flagships, which kind of raise the, raise the discussion about the value of the public broadcaster's drama. And I think one of the shows we we published this spring, like a month ago, it's called Peace of My Heart. This is a story about the social workers who are facing the custody cases every day in, in their work and life. So I think that, that was a it was bigger success than we expected it to be because it's a very hard-boiled drama and there's a, this little humor in it. So it's kind of a heavy piece, but it was received very well here. And, and Ivor, you mentioned, you know, that you're you're being forced to be bold. So competition is a good thing, perhaps, is it? You know, you're you're being able to you're being pushed, perhaps, to tell new stories and and you know meet the demands of you know different audiences these days. Uh, you know, is that is that all correct, or, or is there a different approach that you're taking as well? No, but uh, now competition. Is uh, it's uh, it's always good and and uh, it, it of course uh, make uh, make the industry more professional and makes uh, us also more professional and I I uh, I uh, I've, I've totally uh, understand and and uh, recognize the the challenge we have about the time and and uh, and how things fa- things faster and and people um, are more occupied and it's hard to get the right talent to to do the right things and so on and I and I um, agree also that that. I think uh, one of the thing we can say is that time is also a quality, the, the possibility to to have time to develop and, and strengthen the, the qualities is uh, is good. The, the other. The the, the 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 other things that uh, that's uh, what I'm thinking on when I listen to you too is that that um, NIK uh, is also in a kind not a different position but a little bit a uh, little bit different position maybe from Sweden and, and Denmark uh, because we are the only company now in Norway that have the possibility to to green that things within within our company mm. uh, which means that uh, TV2 uh, has it still a little bit but. but not it's it's hard for the commercials um but most of these big uh, big decisions are made in stockholm or copenhagen or even amsterdam london los angeles uh so we have to in some way also try to be aware of that we have some kind of responsibility to just to to try to to, to keep the norwegian industry also in in norway because it's it's a the, the industry will has a tendency to go where the decisions are made um so so, so it's a little bit uh, moving here, and, and the companies are bigger, and uh, and they are owned by owners that are sitting somewhere other way. So, so I, I feel more and more kind of responsibility to to defend our own right in Norway to make our own decision of what we mean is the right 
drama for our audience and not not uh, need to to think about what what is the international uh, audience think about this or yeah. whatever so it's uh, it's and also to and also uh, in some way to to protect this is maybe a wrong word but but the best i can yeah. in english to protect our, our living industry in norway so so it doesn't disappear it uh, because the money is it's elsewhere so that's yeah. that's a new new challenge i think you know <laughs> if i can come on that uh, Eva I agree a lot and I think uh, a lot of our system is set up like uh, create in the EU is set up protecting small production companies and the the actual situation is we have two independent production companies in Denmark the rest is owned by major and international majors so, so the whole way we look at the industry is also changing at the moment and that's a big uh, challenge for everybody because they need to have their kind of uh, budget fitting in the end of the year and not the the quality of the project so there's a, a that way. I just wanted to comment on like uh, taking uh, or protect. Uh, I mean, we have a couple of strong old IPs like Beck and Santa Murder and Wallander. That was back in the day. I mean, those days are over for us. Somebody took over and did another version. Um, and, and that is super important for us. First of all, they have never been as popular as they are today. Um, the last four Beck movies have never been this popular. And so we're we're putting a lot of effort making them stay with us and also making them modern uh, because I think they're very important and also during corona it's been important to, to have things that you recognize and that are quite kind and, and warm in a way and um, warm Beck is about murders but you understand what I mean it's something that you you are familiar with mm-hmm. so those we put a lot of, of time I've never spent this much time on, on on Beck as I've done the last year to to protect it for the future and yeah, as the rest of protecting other stuff, but that's also very important. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, th- I think it's uh, coming to content. It's uh, it's it's obviously a, a kind of two two different kind of content. That one is even if everyone say we want local content because that's that's a saying that you want local going global. But mm-hmm. also on the local, also on the on that kind of content is a kind of is it local because it should be because of going global or is it local because of going local and and uh, and we see. A lot of the shows that we are reading and getting is good shows, but they are more local being global than local being local. And and and, and uh, so we, so we have to uh, we have to beware of, of of that position we have in some way. And I will also add that in this meaning uh, in this, uh, I I have a feeling that the Nordics are really working closer together now, mm-hmm. at least in the Norwegian. And we are doing a, uh, a show together with Vila, uh, a, a real co-productions cool where, where we work together. We haven't done that before. The Norwegians have now uh, made this, uh, what you call N12 project that we give each other or go into each other automatically that, that I decide what, what Denmark shall have from Norwegian show. And it works, or and Denmark what we shall have on, on Danish show. And that works by trust and works very well. Mm-hmm. And and I think this, this uh, I, think, I think I see that in, in, uh, in uh, more and more that we are thinking about the Nordic because, uh, and also because of the cost of the budget we need to do that mm-hmm. and and uh, and it's also need to have an alternate nordic alternative to the international 
international uh, streaming platforms, even if they are thinking Nordic. But but it's it's uh, it's, a, it's a little small difference. Just on that, then. I mean, I guess you, you are technically you are co-producing internationally because you're working with different countries. You're just obviously a, a very tight knit group of countries, and you have a long history of working together. How then are you working? You know, for our international audience who will be thinking, well, how can I work with you? I mean, what what are your intentions then? You know, further afield. I mean, maybe Yamo, if I come to you first. I mean, uh, you've been working a lot, you know, particularly with Spanish-speaking countries with Invisible Heroes, and you did the Paradise. So you you're, you've obviously got international ambitions. How are you progressing those, perhaps in this climate of of also looking after the local industry? Yeah, I think. Our strategy is to continue with, <clears throat> with similar kind of productions, and of course, it's not, it's for Finns or for the Nordic countries. It's not about the question of language and countries because we have been used to subtitle all the foreign language series. So. I think the question is like to find this very original and unique story, which is worth a lot of telling. And I think it's very interesting to find kind of a story with the Finnish flavor or Finnish, Finnish kind of a packet of it, like in Invisible Heroes, and, and then start to kind of find the partners who share the same passion. And of course, when, when the talents have found something very interesting, I'm happy to help them to find in the development state, also the partners who are kind of committed to finance the development process. And I think that's a key key question. If, if you don't find somebody who is ready to put money for the production, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Iva, what are your international ambitions then, um, you know, following on from what you've just been saying? Well, we we recognize that we need to, to get some more cool productions and, and international financing. If Vision managed to keep the costs or the budget that are no raising, where very fast uh, and at the same time also we need to have a co-production to get content from uh, international content because uh, otherwise it's it's bought up by 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 the the, the global streaming companies uh, and it's hard to get on the market so so we need to to cooperate but it's it's hard uh, it's the, the the race in the money is mainly coming from the, the big the streaming companies which which uh, are co- really competitors in, in Norway uh, in some way and and we we are saying that we want the Norwegian rights exclusivity and and exclusive and and the streaming companies don't like that so they don't they don't want to have have us on board then and even if everyone say well Norwegian drama is great but, uh, and it's very exciting all the things you do they always end asking do you have any crime so, so it's it's <laughs> it's still crime that 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 are, are are selling all the other dramas hard to do so my belief is that I think uh, I think we have to have more uh, partnerships like like we have like N12 that that we that we that that you don't know need to go to to ten partners to ten broadcasters to get uh, to get it financed you can go to one and and the other nine trust that one that this is the project you shall uh, we shall go into like we do in N12 because because uh, the streaming companies have just one shop or one stop and then they and then you you sell you got the money for a whole Europe but for for us at both both commercial but and, and also public broadcasters so you need to go to 100 different people and everyone has to pitch everywhere and everyone has to consider and say and I had this and, and it's and it takes so much time and it just end up that that you end up saying no oh I'd fuck it I go to the streaming company and just sell everything to to them but so so I think uh, we as 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 old old old-fashioned companies uh, or or the Nordics have to find way of partnerships with 
we trust uh, kind of all those studio models. The N12, I think, worked great because the, the, we get some good things and we get something that is not good. But that's that's the old studio model where you go and buy from Paramount 50 shows and you get two good and, and 48 bad ones. <laughs> you have to figure out. But, and, 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 and this is this is a little bit the same, but I think the quality is a higher level. But uh, but it also opened up. I would say that some of the, the the shows that we put in M12 wasn't shows that actually Denmark, Sweden, and Finland really wanted. Like like Exit, for example. They they, they it was a little, I mean they, they thought that was not a little hesitation about it. But since we decided, yeah, you need to have it, then then it, then they, they took it and it opened up uh, very much. So I think I think this kind of trust we need and. And the Vizrasa was shows that that I wouldn't say this is not a this is not for us, but they that we got it and it worked very well. So mm. so kind of trust that that is better that uh, that I trust Katrina and Josephine and and, and Yamo that their decision is good than uh, because they have worked with it for a year and and, and seeing the developing either that then they should come and pitch it for me for five minutes and I should say no this is not this doesn't work I don't I don't think about it. So so I think we need that's that's a that's a thing. I hope we managed to develop both in the Nordics much better, but also with the European uh, part. Set up some sort of European Union, perhaps. I don't know. It might catch on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have the EBU. Maybe we could do something with it. Yeah, but yeah. it's it's hard. It's hard because everyone likes to have this kind of power to decide, you know, and yeah, yeah. and uh, and are used to it, and so it's um, it's hard. But I think that's the future. Yeah, yeah. Cool, Katrine. Your what are your international ambitions with you know as you as you double your your number of series how are you co-producing maybe or, or looking for partnerships overseas yeah very much the same as what eva is saying we're looking for for partnerships but with a very there needs to be a true danish angle to it we're not interested in, in a british show um pretending being it in denmark stuff like that is not working i see another tendency which is uh, uh, aligned with what eva is saying um and it's the way it's, uh, it demands more cooperation between broadcasters than it did earlier on we need to be very much aligned to have the best show we can develop together and that tendency I see everywhere so the feeling of the broadcast are moving closer for getting better projects so we're not standing in, in different countries and, and and rip the show apart that that's very clear tendency and it I think it's it's good for everyone it's good for us because we need to uh, uh, tell a strategy to each other and discuss it much so it'll, it'll raise the, the level of, of the local broadcasters and it makes the show more uh, easier to develop in one direction because we are aligned as the buyers of the show so i think it's very positive uh, way we're working right now we'll continue that great great and uh, josephine well it's more or less the same as katrina and Ina. i think um the difference is that we are working clo- more close to the partners uh, as ZDF or the ghetto. I mean, we're talking all the time. We're talking even strategy now. We didn't do that before. And I think earlier we developed a project for a long time, and then it was the producers that went out and tried to to find the the, the money that we lacked. And it's it's a different situation now because we are talking so early, so we can actually say to the producers, we think that this is the best home for it, and we'll do it together. And we also talk to a couple of distributors to get a super close relationship. We actually. 
buy IP set rights now. We haven't done that before. And we like have more or less the finance for the project. And then we talk to the producers. Uh, so that's also something that is a bit more aggressive. But I think we need to 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 make those projects as well to to um to be able to be um uh, a competitor to the to the big money that the SVOD yeah. players have. Well, that, that would be a real shift then in is in the development process if, if the broadcaster is going yeah. out and hiring the producer rather than the other way around. That would be a I mean what what's been the reaction to that when you speak to producers about IP that you've bought perhaps? More positive than I thought because yeah. I was a bit scared. I mean we all know good producers they need to pick the projects themselves themselves. They need to to be a big part of the creative process. So we're not doing only this and we need to to make them involved very early uh, also. Um but it's I think it um I think it's good to, to combine it. Um so we're not going to do only that of course but but a combination. And and just before we finish I mean let's just hear one item from you that would be on, on all of your shopping list that you'd love to see uh on your networks. Josephine how about you what would you love to see? Oh god we're just in a discussion about one of the biggest IPs that you can have. I cannot say what it is so now I can only think of that. But we're <laughs> in the middle of a of a big fight of really getting something that has such a big meaning for everyone living in Sweden or in the yeah in all the Nordic countries actually. So um, I cannot say what it is. But... You, you already have what you want, hopefully. You're, you're fighting. Yeah, we're hoping for that. <laughs> Katrine? I miss the big drama. Mm-hmm. The the character-driven, very well-developed drama. We doesn't see that much of that. It's more in the light end, and it's a lot about the neighbors. I think uh, all the writers have been at home. So we got a lot of very uh, near uh, ideas about the, the everyday life. Mm-hmm. But I need kind of, I would like to have the, the big drama. We I haven't seen it for a while. The big drama, uh, Ivor. Uh, well, I would <laughs> just no. I would say well, very uh, maybe uh, strange, but I would say uh, a crime <laughs> or, or suspense <laughs> 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 on on on, uh, on uh, in our way, but because we have uh, we haven't done that so much we have relayed on, on Sweden and Denmark but mm-hmm. I see that it's uh, it's a possibility and it should be good to to develop one thing that's that is crime and, yeah. and so yeah it. we can we can do the ferry between Oslo and uh, Copenhagen the yes. ferry is that <laughs> it could catch on <laughs> uh, and, and Yamo I think on my my kind of a wish list is a show for 25 or something audience and it should be kind of a very unique suspense drama not a detective story but kind of something which is hooking the young audience and they are wishing for the second season to come can i add something you can absolutely because i was so not because at the moment i am uh we're looking for comedy actually both for the linear uh world but also um comedy with unique voices Mm -hmm. for all different kind of target groups audiences we've just greenlighted a couple of projects and it's super exciting actually so we have focus on that yamo lampella ivar Cohn. Josephine Tengblad and Katrine Vogelsang, speaking with Michael Pickard as part of C21's Content Nordics On Demand. Video versions of all the sessions are available on c21media.net if you're a pro subscriber, and there'll be more from the event in the podcast tomorrow. But in the meantime, stay safe and up to date with all the latest international TV industry news and views by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. My name's Jonathan Webdale. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 